0: Welcome to Episode 8 of It's a Baseball Podcast. I appreciate everybody joining us today. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sam Hale. I do apologize for the break in the action. Last time we talked to you, as we know it in the episode, was actually right when the lockout ended, so kind of strange for that. But we took a little bit of time off to recharge for our own mental health reasons, kind of get ready for the season, since it's going to be a pretty long haul as it is. But we are back for our first episode of the brand new season. You're going to hear this on Friday, which is right after opening day. It'll be opening day for some teams with the postponements and just the schedule. And we're giving you our predictions on the season, a little bit of everything. You'll hear some of the traditional things. You'll know. you hear division winners, World Series winner, all that. But we also have some more fun categories that we dive into, so hopefully you'll enjoy those as well. So without further ado, let's get to it. Episode 8, It's a Baseball Podcast, predicting the upcoming season. It's coming at you right now. This is the official prediction show for It's a Baseball Podcast. First off, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, so only so like, been three weeks. Yeah, yeah, life, life has no, intervened, I, I think, for all of us uh, in yeah. various ways. Just because. Well,
1: wait, 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 wait. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, the last time recorded was the night before the CBA was signed, right?
0: Yeah. So this is kind of poetic in a certain so way. So we have there not has been
1: convened so since
0: baseball has been actually a thing again. That's yes. true. We've been hard in the lab working on all our baseball. So, and, yeah, so,
2: so just so everybody knows, it's not like the purpose of the podcast is that we're, we're mad about the you know the lockout, which we were, and that when it was over, we're going to quit. Like, we're, we're still planning on doing <laughs> this. It just worked out that way.
0: I don't know. That would have been a great bit, though. Do a baseball podcast until baseball <laughs> comes back and then just give up. It's like, yeah. nah, you know, what's the point really anymore? We'll see you in the offseason. Or, or we'll we, 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 we did it. Seven <laughs> episodes. That's it. Limited runs like HBO Max or something. Oh, or, man. Or, the,
2: or the show review, where the last episode was that you know he he thought it was a prank that the show was getting canceled, but the show was actually getting canceled.
0: So <laughs> that meta comedy is very popular on this program. Yeah. All right, so we've got a. I I have created a large list. I hope you all. Hopefully, you have not just started looking at it. I you've had no, it for about, a, about I a day my, now.
2: I did my homework. I I've got a. I got a spreadsheet.
0: A spreadsheet. <laughs> Jesus, he just well, sent it's us a,
2: a doc. It's a very Dunning informal. It's a very informal. This is why he
0: is—he makes the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. There's only well. one.
2: There's only one set of like you know formulas in here. There's there's no macros. There's no concatenation. It's. it's <laughs> I <laughs>
0: when, when do we get to the formula part? I don't know exactly what we're doing there, but okay. Um, we'll start with we'll start with the easy stuff. Uh, so, uh, we'll start with the junior circuit since I have that listed first. The division winners. For the American League, who would like to go first?
1: I'll go first.
0: Okay, John, go ahead.
1: Mine are extremely boring. My division winners are Toronto, Chicago White Sox, and Houston Astros. Do you want my wild cards, or should we save that? Uh,
0: you gotta go ahead and give me the wild cards. We'll go through all six here.
1: Seattle, New York Yankees, and then maybe the last one's a little controversial: Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim.
0: Okay, Mr. Spreadsheet, would you like to go next or should I go?
2: Uh I'll go. So cool. yeah, my my I have the same boring division winners, uh the Blue Jays, the White Sox, and the Astros. Um, I, I went with two kind of boring wild cards and then a really like wacky one, which I went with the last time we did this too. Um the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Guardians. Ooh, wow.
0: wow. I, I don't think I don't think anyone was gonna have the Guardians on that list and I'm but hey, if you're right, if that puppy comes in, yeah, um, that's
2: that's my weird that's my weirdo pick.
0: All right, let's get weird, because this is where I, I I I told you guys this in pre-show. I sat down the document, opened it up, and just kind of stared at it and goes, My God, I don't know anything about baseball anymore. So we kind of had to work this through. But my division winners are Tampa Bay, Minnesota, and mm. Seattle. Okay. And my wild cards are Toronto. Detroit and Kansas city. Let's Sorry. get weird, baby. This Okay. Those are all Let's interesting though. Yeah. Mean, it's not,
2: it's not like you pick like the Rangers or the A's or no, somebody God, no, so far no. out there where you're like, okay, dude, like no. we, we, we did sock. You, you stole my thunder a little bit with the the
1: Royals. Cause I have them listed later for a thing, but yeah, no, I, I got no problem with that. And I almost, I, I thought about the tigers for the um, central division. Cause I don't know. Somehow, I I can see the White Sox. I can see it going wrong. Um, it's already going wrong a little bit. So I was
0: going to say it has begun already.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I feel so. bad
0: because there's so many White Sox fans I follow on Twitter. They've become their own. Uh, I know,
1: I know, I know. Yeah.
2: They're,
0: but um, but yeah. Well,
2: so. well, I will say as a Mets fan, I I kind of have an affinity for White Sox fans because it's the you know the New York Chicago thing, and I feel like White Sox fans always get kind of like you know pissed on by, by the worst of cubs fans true and that's kind of how I, I always felt as a Mets fan, and you know it, it's one of those things right so we we sort of have that bond
1: yeah yeah
2: the the,
1: the sort of the i don't want to say the lesser team but certainly the less heralded team in the yeah. big media market yeah yeah i i think seattle's interesting i thought about picking them too i think because i'm in that you know that world uh and there's there's a lot. It's funny to see on my Mariners friends um, on Twitter. There's they're optimistic, but they're so wary of being optimistic that it's I this know. like schizophrenia. That's absolutely.
0: I can't blame them either. It's
2: yeah. so hard to blame yeah. them. Well, it's a, it's a, yeah. It's the whole you know Charlie Brown football thing. I sure, completely get it. And well, what's the thing? Like as as a Mets fan, yes, we we've suffered, but every few years we have a great run and you know something good happens and like when we do make the playoffs it for it goes well for a round or two and you know i'm sure Mariners fans are like oh i wish we could have even that for a year again yeah
1: yeah 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 for sure yeah i i don't know i mean i um and then i i don't know i i threw in the angels at the end just because it, it, this is really just trying to manifest my desire of seeing Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in October. Mm-hmm. Um, although, when I look at the the rotation for the Angels, it's, it's probably uh, a long shot at best. Even if even if Thor is is back to doing Thor things, I mean, it's it's a pretty um, you know the back end of that rotation. There's not a lot going on
0: so there's not much help coming either like that's the big problem yeah. there's it's like at least with seattle yeah. there's hancock there's kirby matt brash is already here like there mm-hmm. is more coming for the for the mariners but like mm-hmm. the angels not anytime soon
2: yeah matt, i mean matt, matt brash right. was one of my i was just gonna say matt brash and in, in tout Wars job was one of those like just i threw a bit out there to be like ah this won't get him and it did and i'm like oh, okay
1: yeah, fine.
2: yeah. fun fun yep. differential
1: yes should we go to the NL? We should go ahead, John. all right. I've got in the east, I've got the um, Phillies. <clears throat> in the central, I've got the Milwaukee Brewers. In the West, I've got the Los Angeles Dodgers, and my wild cards are Atlanta, the New York Mets, and the San Francisco Giants.
2: okay, okay. we're We're very close. Um, just uh, one different team and one different division winner so divisions i've got mets brewers dodgers uh wild cards i've got atlanta philadelphia and san diego
0: so i've got a mixture of these teams but there's also some mystery guests i've got atlanta winning the east um the central somebody has to win the central right like somebody's gonna win it mm. um so i took the cardinals because devil magic um i know i hate it too um i have the dodgers in the west and then my wild card is the motliest crew of the padres the brewers and the marlins
2: yeah the the Man, marlins uh, are a lot of people have the marlins kind of as that sleeper pick
1: you're stepping on my bits later <laughs> <laughs> that sounded i didn't mean it to sound like that um uh.
0: the great thing is po- folks we don't prepare for these shows you're stepping like, on my bit. bits it's my bits they're being stepped on <laughs> stepping on his bits God. Uh, we're not even
2: that far <laughs> in yet
0: and, and i think uh, only one of us is drinking
2: i, I have a beer I'm, okay so two of us are. i've had right. half i've had half a beer
0: oh wow oh damn yeah.
2: Yeah, party time. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't know. I like the, I I hate picking the NL this year because it's like okay, the Dodgers probably gonna be pretty good. The Braves will probably be I, good. Everyone yeah. else is like I don't know, man. Well,
2: I have the Dodgers and Brewers like mm-hmm. pretty far ahead of everyone else. But some of that for the Brewers is that they're they're the rest of that division it's terrible. Is it's a big gap, especially like the bottom three. And that's some of it, as I you know. So the new format this year, which I I kind of I don't think I was processing this right, that really is going to help Milwaukee out. Like they're they're likely to I think be the two and and get that buy as a result. It could happen. It could happen. No, I mean anything yeah. could happen. I mean we we know it goes. I mean things things for a lot of teams. Like I think outside of the Dodgers, like things for almost any NL contender could go sideways. Like that's just the way it is. I just want to say
1: that um, it's obviously a homer pick to pick the giants for the wild card, but I I they 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 won 107 games last year. I think the BP, I think Pakota has them at like 77 wins. Yeah. I and I really think that Pakota is not accounting for just <laughs> well, what they do as an organization.
2: Yeah. yeah well it's very similar to the Rays, right? So Pakota has I mean it's a little bit better yep. for the Rays, but Pakota has them If you round up to 85 wins, and you know also missing the playoffs, and it's like, well, I mean that that could happen, but I, I think we're ignoring, you know, with the Rays probably more so, we're ignoring the history of of a team that gets, you know, I know we've or I've complained about their methods, but whether you like their methods or not, they they get every ounce out of that team, and I think the Giants less of a track record. You know, but prove it I, i've said this about the giants too is they, they could lose 20 games off of last year and right. still be pretty damn good
1: yeah and and that's my thinking is that i would project them for like a high 80s yeah maybe around 90 I, win total and i think I, that is puts them in a conversation yeah i will say i have it.
2: them i have them just missing like last year, you remember you you gave me shit, and it turns out rightfully so for picking them last. <laughs> um, this year, I have them like right in in the mix and on the cusp. I th- this pick for me that the, like San Diego pick. I think it's more. I think a lot of shit went wrong for them last year, and I don't think it's all going to go wrong for them this year. And mm. like to their credit, they're you know they just got Taylor Rodgers. Like they're trying and they're trying and they're trying. I'm not saying the Giants are trying. I, I just think the Padres are, are going to keep, you know, gunning for it, and I don't see them having a sec. The second half they had last year.
0: All right, All right. And then. Yeah, moving uh, on. A- AL NL World Series champion, please, John. We'll start with you.
1: Uh, in the AL, I've got what I suspect is kind of the chalk pick here with the Blue Jays. In the NL. Because I remember the 1993 World Series um, winning hit by Joe Carter. I was in a house party in Cambridge, Massachusetts at the time. And I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Phillies as your NL champ. And I do um, pick, once again, the Toronto Blue Jays
2: to win it all. All right, Mike. Nice. Um, So I have the... I have the White Sox in the American League, which, yes, I know already they they seem to be a little snake bit. Um, I have the Mets in the National League, and I have the White Sox winning it all.
0: I have, and I know this is going to make at least one person who listens to this very happy. I have the Mariners winning the American League. I have the Dodgers winning the National League. And in the clash of unlikely Titans, uh, the Dodgers (laughs) win the World Series.
1: (laughs) That would that would be really fun. Like, uh, yeah, I've never fun. really imagined a Mariners. I've never imagined a Mariners actually being in a World Series. So, well, uh, it's kind of irrelevant. But like a Mariners Dodgers World
2: Series would be, you know, well, be like the the two poles of the West Coast, like the two yeah. sides of the West Coast ethos. That's the thing about when you're you're like a, have watching enough baseball and you, you either see the same like same teams or same matchups. like like Dodgers Yankees, I know some people love that, but I'm like, I'm honestly like I've, I've seen enough iterations of that that I, I wouldn't care. Like I thought that about my my pick too. like white Sox Mets would just be interesting. Like mm-hmm. they've both been there, but they haven't faced each other. And you know like I said before, they have some intriguing like histories.
0: I just want good things for our Seattle friends. They're they've <laughs> suffered for so long. They don't have a basketball team anymore. Yeah. The hockey thing isn't going so great right now. The football thing really isn't going great right this minute. Like this is this is what they've got right now, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because of history more than anything else. But like this team should be good. Wow. It should be really good. Yes. And that's what scares me. Like I, I like I've <laughs> I've taken them to the World Series, but it scares me. Until prove it
1: otherwise. Yeah, I can't decide if they're going to be. I think they are going to be good. I can't decide if they're going to be more fun than good, but they're definitely going to be fun. Like this is. Yeah. This is a fun. I mean, calling up Julio Rodriguez is a big deal. Um, I think uh, having um, you know those pitchers. So you got Gilbert up, and he could could and should take a step forward. You've got Brash. And then you've got like you said George Kirby and and Emerson Hancock waiting in the wings. I think Kirby's going to probably make a difference this year. He's going to get some innings. I don't know. He's Hancock he's real good. He's really good and, and I think he's very polished it seems like. Um yeah, you know, the trade like Jesse Winker is actually um you know, remains to be seen how he does against against lefties, but he's he's a fun dude. I mean, it's just it's a team with a lot of character. Um So yeah, it'll be fun. I I I, like you, Samuel. I do worry that you know, in the let's say the like August collapse, if that happens, um, there's going to be some very, very dark
0: uh, tweets out there. Yeah, Mariners Twitter is not going to be okay. And if you know someone on Mariners Twitter, (laughs) give them a hug. Yeah, give them good or bad. Make sure that they (laughs) they know that they're loved because you. At least on this podcast, you are loved. Unless you're an asshole, in which case we do not love you. But if you're one of the good the good members of, of Shadow Mariner's Twitter and you know I who mean, you are, we love that,
2: you. That's like almost every fan base's Twitter. Correct. Go. I,
0: that's I mean a basic I've, boilerplate disclaimer.
2: Outside of a couple teams, and you know, I'm not gonna you know say who those fan bases are because I'm not get in trouble where it's <laughs> hey, yeah, Lewis. oh god. Almost the opposite. well, you said it. But you know, almost the opposite I don't care. it's like a handful of people you're like you're okay with and everybody else is you know sucks.
0: <laughs> Correct. Oh, that is very accurate. Um, what may or may not be accurate, uh, AL and NL MVPs. John. Oh, good.
1: good segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, so AL MVP is pretty boring. I'm going with um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. NL, I'm going to go with uh, Matt Olson.
0: All right, Mike?
2: I, I made some somewhat more fun picks here. Um <laughs> Uh, in the AL, I picked him. I mean, these are good players. I mean, they're not like, you know, I didn't go way off the board. Um, AL, I picked Tim Anderson. Hell yeah. And That's in the National thing. League, I picked Will Smith, the catcher. And yeah, we, we missed that whole thing too when we were away, thankfully,
0: as as far as Will Smith goes. <laughs> yes, never to be brought up again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I do love the boldness of those picks. Uh, so I was very boring because I took big names. Um, I think Shohei Otani repeats in the AL because he is a literal god. And I don't know exactly why this person is flying under the radar, but I will take Mookie Betts for my National League MVP, hoping that I didn't that's forget solid. that he mm-hmm. didn't like, did he lose an arm or something that I just forgot? Is he okay? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think he's, I, well, I think there's still, still some questions about his health,
2: but yeah, I did um, have an injury last year, but yeah, it wasn't like he, you know, it's, it's an injury. It's going to destroy him for sure. Yeah. Like I he's think not McGee- Cody Bellinger. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, I'm really or or Yelich. Like, I mean, ooh, I, was,
0: yeah.
2: I know it was one game, but he he didn't look good today. <laughs> I mean, I would say that I I like the bet's
1: pick. I I almost went with Trey Turner as my MVP for a similar reason that it's just someone who's been really you know good for a while, who never really seems to enter the MVP conversation. I mean, Betts, he's won he won it with the Sox, right? Didn't he win it one I year? I
2: believe he won yeah, it. At sounds least right. Let
1: me once, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But but I think the, I think it's a good
2: a good call for bets.
0: It's um, a very safe choice, admittedly. But
2: eh. it, it, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, you know, it, yeah, he won it once. He won it in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, he finished second in 2020. That's and in 2016. So I thought he won two, but I, I was slightly off.
0: Well, maybe he'll win two this year. This yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll join
2: that. will join that rare club of, of people who have won one in each league.
0: Yeah, that's that's. God, I didn't even think of that. That'd be really impressive. Um, I think right. was,
2: I think Frank Robinson was the first person to do that. Yes, but he I, was. It be, yeah. Okay. He
0: By the was. way,
1: to support your pick for Otani, I, I have the Angels game on now, and he just made Jose Altuve look uh, foolish. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's solid. I think Otani yeah. probably should win it as well, if he. You Know if he's a full time pitcher and hitter, um, if he does that again, as long as he does that, he, he probably should win the MVP. But you know, of course, people are going to s- start to.
2: So, but by, by the way, Frank Robinson's the only player to win the MVP in each league, according to what I'm mm. interestingly enough. I thought a second person had, had done it. Oh, yeah, speaking of Tati, he, he turned out to be my weird player who. I was all about my rankings, but I don't have in any leagues, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I got him. In, yeah, I got him in my home league. So
1: yeah, that was new dynasty league.
2: I was with Mike Trout. I I wound up getting the, the league Brett and I are doing together. I got him in that league, and then in my home league, I I was surprised because there was like inflation, but I got him there too.
0: Yeah, I didn't appreciate having the second pick in our dynasty league, and then having to stare at Fernando Tatis Jr. Like, do I want to do this? Do I want to get on this yeah. motorcycle to hell? Well, and I did not.
1: I, mean, I had the fourth pick in that league and I I did not get on that motorcycle either. So, yeah, we both just
0: skipped it. We went more with some reliable transportation. Um, speaking of, I don't actually, I don't know. Uh, Rookies of the year. <laughs> Please bail us out of this uh, terrible transition, John.
1: Uh, OK, AL's pretty chalky with Bobby Witt Jr., in the NL, I, I struggled a bit, and I'm going to kind of go off the the current conversation board. And, of course, it would depend on this this player being called up um, at a relatively early point in the season. But I'm going to go with Max Meyer of the Marlins. Oh,
2: Ooh, I love it. I love that's it. A fun,
0: that's a fun one. Yeah. yeah, I love that pick. Mike? I mean – yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead, John. I was going to
1: say he's he's dominated every level and I think he's he's just going to be outstanding. I think the only question is, you know, when they when they decide to call him up and, um, you know, I like, I, you know, just to to kind of foreshadow, you mentioned the Marlins as a, a team you liked. And I I like them as well this year to do better than expected. OK, got
0: so much talent on the farm, too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. um, now, I, Mike, you
2: go. I, I went really boring chalk. For, this is the one award that I did that. So I went Witt and C.J. Abrams. So I, I often pick one place to be chalky with awards, and this it was rookies
0: this year. So oddly enough, Mike, we did the exact same thing. I also took Bobby Witt Jr. and C.J. Abrams, and I actually changed my pick this morning when they announced that he was getting called up to start the season because I mean, obviously with the Tatis injury that creates problems, mm-hmm. but I just thought they were going to roll with, with, with Kim for the duration. And Apparently no, no, nope. like, I'm, I'm assuming he's going like, to, I don't know. Do we have the lineup for tonight? Yeah. For Kim, he? I think Kim is starting tonight.
2: I believe um, Kim's starting tonight, but I, I don't really see it as a situation where Abrams is going to just be on the bench.
0: Yeah, and it can't be like, why, like, why would you would, burn the clock? It doesn't make any sense.
2: Uh, he's, yeah. he's up to, he's up to play.
0: Like, you know. Yeah, it only makes sense. Like, why would you not play this dude? And he, by no, the way, like, he could really fail. He
2: could, he could have two, you know, he could have a bad month or whatever, and, you know, or three weeks, and the Padres would set him down. But I, I don't think he's going to just, you know, be on the bench for a week and then disappear either.
0: No, I would agree. And I will say, um, the AL Rookie of the Year is probably the most interesting race we'll have all year mm-hmm. because between Witt, Julio Rodriguez, Spencer Torkelson, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Shane Ungaliers with the with the A's comes up soon. Um, he started it. Yeah. He's in Las Vegas to start. He's really good. Tough a uh, to catcher yep.
2: to come up and get it though. Like yeah, I, I think MJ. Right I, away. I would also get MJ Melendez probably. Damn it! Has the better. Oh my god, I'm rooting Damn it! Or has the better shot of <laughs>
0: being that guy. Um, uh, maybe the problem this, is this his year. Defense, at least. His defense is awful. That's oh, the know. one problem. There. Well, it's, he doesn't
2: yeah. have to play at catcher either. But now, I, but Nick I'll, Prado, though
0: might be an idea yeah. there.
2: Well, to your point, Samuel, the American League does have a lot of really it's awesome. He's like, it, it's a shame that Riley Green got hurt. It is. That was just such a sucky injury because I was looking forward to seeing him too. So, I, I just think he'll have a hard path, you know, to rookie of the year. You know, because Montana comes back and does his rehab. I mean, you never know, but. I think yeah, truthfully, I between J Rod and Wit, I sat there for a while. I was going back and forth. I'm like, uh, and I I lean I lean Wit, but it's a close call. Uh, as yeah, far as the chalk pick
0: goes. I think yeah. I think this is one of those things of like I think Wit's gonna have a great year. I think they're both gonna have great years for the record, but I could easily see Wit having a better first year But like the long term play here being Julio Rodriguez. Like where we see like the rookie years, they're close. And like I think both are gonna be all-stars for a decade like this is not an indictment of either one yeah also i think wit's kind of the chosen one like if you Mm -hmm. really look at like the media circles of things and i Mm -hmm. and i'm sure there's like a slightly nefarious thing happening there just because of of, like implicit biases but i i think that's
2: part of it without a doubt i do think that part of it is that it was obvious from the beginning of spring training i shouldn't say obvious but like barring wit completely tanking in spring training is going to be up whereas the opposite I think Rodriguez, the conventional wisdom that he's going to start in the minors, whether you thought it was because of service time or because he didn't have enough time and, you know, the high minors and he forced the issue at the end where it was like, yeah, we, we have to, you know, keep this guy up. And I mean, there was some PR stuff there probably too. I'm sure the Mariners looked at it like, yeah, we don't want to go through the Kelnick thing all over again. And truthfully, I, I always say this in these situations, why not promote the guy like beyond the, beyond the money thing, beyond the fact that if he works out for you, you, you figure that in six years if he sucks for a month, then you have the cover to send him down, right? Like, if for some reason mm-hmm. Julio Rodriguez hits 180 in a month it's or does, you know, a, yeah. does a Kelnick, then you're like, okay, well, we tried it, guys. Like, we really wanted this to work, and it didn't work. Well,
1: there's no incentive not to start the season with those players because then if they do finish top – was it top two or top three? Top two
0: you true get a, with the an extra rules. pick. Uh, um, yeah, I think top three. Top.
1: Yeah, I think it is top three. But, but So so I think that's that's where you're seeing yeah. this – this difference, but you can you can kind of have your cake and eat it, too, because if they come up and they stink, Which, then you can send them down, claw back that service time and you haven't really. Right. Which
2: is why the O'Neill Cruz thing is just maddening. Like, Well, the pirates are. Well, well I know.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: A disaster.
1: Let's not even get into the. Cabrian we
0: days, don't have enough so. time.
1: Anyway, I, I wanted to say about the. Um, Wit versus Rodriguez. thing. Sure. Also that I agree with Mike that I think there was hype for wit, much earlier in this expectation surrounding him that he would break with the the major league team. Uh, he's hitting second, uh, you know, today he was. And if that, you know, if he doesn't fall on his ass, you know, I think he he uh, hitting second gives him a little more uh, potential for offensive production, whereas I think uh, Rodriguez is going to start a little lower in the order. And I think that, you know, the West Coast thing might um, hurt Julio a little bit. Uh, you know, a lot of the games he's going to be playing in are going to be after everyone in the East has gone to bed. Um, and Seattle is, you know, not the biggest media market. So, and that's, that's I, I think it's close to a toss up in terms of talent um, and situation. But yeah, I think Witt probably has the inside track right now.
0: Also yeah. worth noting in this conversation, Nick Prado has two home runs at Triple A tonight. Mm. I'm just saying. Where
2: can like, I, I? Has he been? Someone got him in the dynasty league, huh? Uh, yeah, he's, he, yeah, yeah a, probably. Yeah, we have the farm draft in my my home league coming up, and I'm I'm kind of kind of looking at it now with my first pick. I'm taking Grayson Rodriguez with with the pick I have, which is like two overall. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at him with my next one. I'm hoping he's still there. I don't think he will be though.
0: Okay, yeah, that's who took him. Yeah, no, I I think that's of the. Th- I I think he could. I think Bobby Witt's probably the guy that's going to end up being the best of the three. That kind of feels without – that doesn't feel like a bold stretch, but I think Prado, by virtue of his position and by virtue of like what he does, could easily be the second best out of that over Melendez. And oh, if I he is, that's that. a good win. That's a good win for them. I can see that. I,
2: I brought the Melendez thing with Rookie of the Year just because I think from a voting perspective, if a catcher – you know, and I, I know Sam, we put catcher in quotes, but if a catcher yeah. does anything with the bat, that, that tends to sway the voters like they yeah. that tends to get them excited.
0: That's why I think Langeleers might be someone that like if he gets called up within the first six weeks, you know, I mean, I, I, the catching situation for Oakland isn't rock solid. I mean, well, nothing. Gets,
1: I, I, I was to say, not,
2: not much that Oakland is rock solid.
1: I, I think Murphy's probably the the almost the best thing they got going. And he's he's. You know, good defensively. So I, I, he would have to either get hurt or really fall on his face for that. Or so or that's, my co- that's my that's so my concern. They, like an everyday they, catcher.
2: Or they could trade him. I mean, which they could, well,
0: they just give up. <laughs>
2: yes, it seems unlikely, course. but they they could.
0: Yeah. Oh God, this is an impressive mustache. Um, who who the hell is this person? Oh, here we go, Spencer. Who the hell is Spencer Strider?
2: Spencer, supposed he's to a go, go He's a guy. He's a guy. You should the, know. Him.
0: I know him now because he's got a bitching mustache.
2: I feel like he's say, he like Atlanta, a
0: yeah, yeah. He's character
2: in Top Gun or something.
0: Oh my god, he throws a hundred, he has a mustache, was, and he wears sixty-five. I, was I love thinking, this man.
2: I was thinking like a minor like character in Justified, but oh, okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, with yeah, I, that. that works. I, he's a major character in my life right now. I love this. Man. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of reliever I like. He has funny facial hair. He throws a hundred.
2: This is, the, this is the kind of content we
0: love on it's a baseball podcast. It really is. Sure. I this is my new. Can I change my rookie of the year pick? Is he a rookie? Who knows? Who cares? I, probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of pitchers, this is a very good transition. <laughs> AL, NL, Cy Young Award winners. Uh, if, bonus points for funny mustaches, John. Uh,
1: I don't think I got either, unless Lucas Giolito is rocking a stash. Um And the NL, I he's had a bad spring, but I just feel like brandon woodruff is always sort of little brother to corbin burns and i think he's probably just as good a pitcher um so i said giolito in the al and woodruff
2: in the nl mike so i was somebody who see in the al who seems like a sleeper but isn't if you look at the the war and the advanced metrics and that's Nate Evaldi. Mm. um who i think everybody would be like what but then if you go back and look at the the metrics it's like oh um and in the NL, i kind of went with the at least a sexy fantasy pick in uh, sandy alcantara
0: hey Hmm. remember the time that the the boston red sox were going to trade eovaldi to the rangers for rugnado Dor? remember that like two weeks i I do remember how Hmm. ridiculous that was yeah i sure do you know so who wished the, the Rangers would have done that and con the Red Sox? I sure do. Who has
2: two thumbs? Yeah, I,
0: yeah, I can't right here, I, Maybe
1: At that point, was O'Dor already kind of had he already yeah. fallen off he the was, cliff? He was toast. Mm, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, this is when Ivaldi had like a six ERA, and everyone was trying to figure out like Let's just, let's just go ahead and wash each other clean." I'm like, "Yeah, do it. Why not? He can pitch." I and remember kind of when he
1: about. was coming up with the Dodgers. Man, dude's been around forever. Ivaldi,
0: um, yeah.
1: No, I thought about Ivaldi uh, a little bit. I think it's a good pick.
0: Also, if you want to know how in ESPN is on this, they're cutting into the Cincinnati Atlanta game to show the Shohei Otani at bat. He just came up to bat, and they showed his, his at bat in full. Admittedly, it was one pitch, but
2: I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I, no, <laughs> I, I fully support that. Yeah.
1: I'm sort of mad. I'm sort of like. I'm having the, you know, that worst person in the world image about ESPN tonight because I actually think that a lot of their broadcast has been really good. Just explaining some of the pitch stuff, um, you know, some of their – I know Alex uh, Fast is like – I don't know to what extent he's (laughs) – Working on like all the broadcasts, but I know he's been doing a lot of like the pitch visualizations
2: I'm, this year. I, but I, I'm trying not to be mad at ESPN for for killing the fantasy focused baseball podcast. So yeah, yeah, that that's a whole other
0: mm, thing sucks. with me.
2: That's so. that's
0: an off air conversation for a couple reasons. Yeah,
2: we can um, we can talk you, about that off air. Yeah, if, if you want to edit that out, edit it out. I-
0: nope, we're leaving <laughs> it, in. Leave it in. Leaving it in. If it's dead, who cares? Um, so it over here. So my NL Cy Young, I took Walker Buehler because it's boring, but he's really good. And also, he was the first major, the really good NL pitcher I could think of that wasn't hurt because I thought of Jacob DeGrom first. Sorry, Mike. Um, That's okay. Then AL Cy Young, I don't know why this guy came to mind, but once I double-checked to make sure that I wasn't totally crazy, screw it. I said Fran Valdez from Houston. Oh, nice.
1: I, yeah. Yeah, you know, because he's got like a seventy percent ground ball rate, and who knows, he could pull off one of these weird seasons where yeah, uh, the bat ball luck is great, well, and he has like a super low ERA, and yeah. he wins close to twenty because he well, goes pretty deep in games.
2: Well, th- this ties into my like Alcantara pick. Like, I, I I think sometimes people like the voters have gotten better, but they're not fantasy analysts either. Like, they're not looking at Ooh. strikeout strikeout totals. They're not looking at you know, certain things like they they they're still looking at ERA, they're still looking at volume. And I could see Valdez doing, and this is why I picked Alcantara, like given the, the aster's a whole bunch of volume and quality innings, and even if the strikeout rate isn't high, all the other numbers are really good. That that's a that's a solid pick.
0: And it's so a good team too against a to bad division. That helps a yeah, lot. Yeah. It
2: does that does help. As
1: as you said that, I he just Cause he's pitching right now and I've got it. I've got the Astros angels wow. on my computer and I've got the uh, Reds Atlanta on my TV. And as you, as you said his name, he just popped onto the screen. Like you summoned him forth. Samuel. I, s- I
0: spoke it so, forth into existence. This is did. my power. I think it,
1: it, yeah, it's magic. It's going to happen.
0: It is magic. It is podcast magic. That's what we do here. Uh, Speaking of Magic, this team won't have it. You're most likely to underperform. This could be either league. Am
1: I still going first
0: on this? Yeah, we'll just keep that train going. I'm
1: going to say the... Okay, and again, this is not like totally influenced by my um, rooting biases, but I'm going to say the San Diego Padres are going to underperform. And I know, Mike, you you made the opposite case, but I, I don't know, man. The Tatis injury is it's bad news. And I just feel like they have a weird, a weird lineup and they still have Eric Hosmer and uh, it's just, it could yeah. all, it could all I'm not really sold on
2: profile either as a starter. I, I, no, I see where you're, no. you're going for sure. Um, but I could see that by underperform, like,
1: you know, uh, like low eighties and wins just kind of muddling along kind of like last year and having it, you know, there's a lot of injury risk. Um, and um the you know some performance risk too so yeah padres
0: all right mike
2: i i hate this cuz we were talking about before but it it's the mariners um they, i i know we all want them to win and i i get it like i i really am pulling for them but there's just so many ways i could see this going wrong you know Henio suarez could could hit 180 again i mean he's like a 200 hitter in his last 700 plate appearances um, they're, they're kind of a thin team, um, their middle infield really offensively isn't inspiring. And, and the starting pitching, you know, as much as we're dreaming on like Brash and, and Gilbert, they've got Marco Gonzalez and Chris Flex in the middle. And Hey, we've seen Robbie Ray go <laughs> South before. Like, <laughs> oh, like no. the thing is like th- this team could win 95 <laughs> games. They, they could also win like 75 games. Like th- there's just a big bar of outcomes here you're going to have to edit that part out, Samuel. I will
0: certainly will not. <laughs> what it will I, I, I,
2: the part about Ray? No, the part about the mariners nope. underperforming. Oh, you you're no. you're worried that a friend of the podcast is is going to come after me. Okay. No, 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 no.
1: But I I really like when you started going through the rotation and then I I almost found myself saying but Robbie Ray, and then I caught myself. I'm
2: like, holy crap, we are depending on. Do you see what I'm like, saying? Like one that whole... year
1: of Robbie Ray being excellent.
2: And well, we're just depending on that's... a rookie and Brash, a, a guy in Gilbert who I, I get the potential, but he hasn't really like done it yet. And then two really innings eaters in Gonzalez and Flexen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love Chris Flexen, by the way. I you know I loved him as a Met. Like I, I hope he succeeds, but there it isn't. It like I said, it, it could all go. Wrong. Now, I will say, like, the way they manage their bullpen is, is brilliant, and there's lots of talented arms. So if there's a team that can make a thin rotation or rotation that is eh work, it's the Mariners. But we also know that, you know, we know how bullpens go too. Like last year's great bullpen, sometimes this year's meh bullpen.
0: I will get to my team in a moment, but I need to call the podcast attention to something that is run on ESPN that I have paused my broadcast just to make sure I have not missed. Um, are either of you familiar with the new concession item the Braves are running this year? I am not. Mm-mm. It's called the World Champion's Burger. It, <laughs> this is this going
1: to make me hungry or nauseous? Or as, as I say, is it
0: hungry,
2: gross, or, uh,
0: or both? No, actually, it looks delicious, but theres you'll understand why I'm getting to this in a moment. So it's a half-pound Wagyu beef uh, patty, pan-fried eggs with Tillamook cheddar cheese. I'm reading this all off the graphic ESPN's running. Mm. It's got gold leaf-wrapped foie gras and grilled lobster tail on it as well. It's got mm. heirloom tomato with bib lettuce on a brioche bun. It comes with a replica World Series ring. So naturally, the question I have... I, I know where you're going with this. How, how much? much
1: does this cost? Okay, I, I did not see, I, I have the game on, but I did not see yeah, this. So. I,
2: I don't have it on. I'm going to say um, $40. Okay, Mike. I us going to say $27. Uh,
0: gentlemen, I could add your guesses together, and you would still be less than half the cost.
2: <laughs> no. It, hey. it costs
0: wow. $151. Uh, Yuck. Yuck.
1: Okay, well I kind of want
0: it. Rich people
1: need stupid shit to spend their
2: money on. I I could afford it, but like (laughs) at what cost why? 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 Why?
0: I just I want to know, like, okay, so like we all know the basic idea of food costs is like, you know, take take a price and multiply it by three, and that's basically what you're getting. So a twenty dollar cost is a sixty dollar hamburger. So like this burger in costs like fifty dollars to make, but is it? But what's the World Series ring factor in here? Like, is it plastic? Is it metal? Like, what kind of quality of replica are you getting? I, I, I have so many questions. I need one of the athletic writers or someone that makes more money than me to go, like, expense one of these and go find out. Like, this is an investigation. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I forgot. You get uh, Parmesan waffle fries. Also, my mistake. I should have made that clear. Okay. As well, um,
1: it's too bad that that Levi is not in the Atlanta market because he would be the. The perfect person to go and explore this.
0: Oh, he would be. Like he could he could make that happen. Um, but yeah, I just need I just need the podcast to know this, that there's a hundred and fifty-one dollar hamburger at the Braves Gentrified Park. Because of course there is. Um all right, most likely underperform. Uh I have the Yankees as my pick here because I don't know if anyone really knows what the Yankees are gonna do. That's
2: a solid pick, actually,
0: <laughs> because they've got Joey Gallo for a full season. They they trade for IKF and Josh Donaldson. Um, they moved out Gio Urshela. Um, I don't know what their pitching situation is, except I don't Cole know. It's cold and a
2: lot of it's cold a lot
0: of questions. Cole and dudes. Cole. Well, Montgomery, Montgomery.
2: Montgomery's okay. Oh yeah,
1: Montgomery's pretty good.
2: I, I just uh, think Nester the rest Cortez. of it is like, what are they got a Severino in terms of volume and qualities? Same for mm-hmm. Tyon. I mean, Cortez is probably more volume question than the quality question. Yeah, I, I mean, and then the, really the offense, like they, they sort of built a team that's going to field pretty well.
0: Yeah.
2: Like we're, the I've questioned about the offense, and then also it, it's back to the Yankees. It's a lot of old dudes.
0: Right. It's, it's just a lot of weird <sighs> fitting parts, to Who like, may or I may not be able hit. to play
2: in it, – Taunt and Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it reminds me well, yeah. I mean what it reminds me of too is it reminds me of the late like Yankee Tory slash Girardi Yankee teams. Mm. But back before, like, you know, enough teams were like being smart, you know, doing analytics, et cetera, et cetera, where back then you could kind of, you know, coast to a ninety ninety-five win season with the old dudes doing just enough to get by. Also helped that you have Mariano Rivera, you know, at the back end you know, on those teams too. Yeah. I look at this team and like, yeah, they, they should make the playoffs. It's not hard to see a situation where a lot of these guys get hurt and they don't.
0: And also consider the idea that let's say that they get to the deadline and they're on the fringe of contending. Like say they're like the the Braves this year or last year. Are they going to buy or are they going to sell? Like, because they've got some parts to sell it's, Joey Gallo's a free agent. They've yeah. got some pitchers that could be useful. Like, do you but your but your farm is good? Like, it's, do you play the long yeah. game or do you sell right? Like, I don't know. I do well, I really don't know.
2: Given the Yankees MO the last couple of years, the, the answer is they probably buy in a very tepid way if they're contending, meaning that they ostensibly try to add players, but because they won't trade someone like Volpe, they'll They'll be conservative, like they'll they'll add a bench player. Or they're at, they'll add a bullpen arm, and they won't do more than that. That'd be my guess. That's
0: fair. And, yeah, and, 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 and to
2: your your point, it probably won't be enough. Like it'll it'll be the complaint that people have had about the Red Sox the last couple of years, which is like, well, like if you're gonna go for it, go for it. I'm not saying they should trade Volpe. You know, that, that's not what I'm saying at no, all. No, no,
0: no, definitely not. But but, I,
2: but I'm saying more that you know, there, there's probably some players you know further down the chain or further down the prospect ranks that they should consider trading. that
0: i don't think they will no they, they should hang on to the top of their their, oh for, their sure. oh, for sure because those are really good players there i mean maybe move one of the shortstops, either you know right. Volpe or, or, or peraza but i i wouldn't move either i would just figure out where to play them both that seems to be the better answer yeah. but i mean there's just a lot of moving parts and the Yankees really haven't been the Yankees in a while and that seems like they've played a lot of boomer busts this off season and I just I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I but I think that could easily go south especially in a division with Toronto who looks to be good, Tampa who will probably be Tampa yep. at least be annoying. Um <laughs> you'll have Boston who God knows what Boston will be and hey the Orioles in a couple of years will be a problem, but like a Co- couple of years, pro- yeah. probably not right, right now.
2: Right now there's still well, doing
0: right, right, the right now things. the
2: offense is interesting or has some interesting players that the pitching is still
0: oh,
2: bad. And I, I, you know, I think when Grayson comes up. He's going to be fun to watch, but he's one pitcher. You know, it just isn't going to, you know, do, you know, is going to be enough.
0: I, they, the Orioles may feature somewhere else on this list of mine, but we will continue on to team most likely to overperform. Uh, and John, that is up to you. Um,
1: unsurprisingly, based on preceding conversation, I'm going with the Miami Marlins. Um, yeah, I, I, I found myself. This is a, an indication of says as much about my brain sickness that it does as it does about the Marlins. But I was I was uh, on a run yesterday, and I just started going through. You know, I was just thinking of random things. I started going through the Marlins lineup and thinking, this is a really mid-range, but like, there's not a lot of weaknesses. There's not a lot of holes in this lineup. Um, and you know, we know that the, the pitching. There's a lot of live arms, and there's you know, um, as as referenced earlier with Max Meyer, there's arms coming on the way. Edward Cabrera too. And I just feel like they are you know, on paper, the fourth best team in the, in the division. But I think they have a shot at least to get to 80 something wins this year. And, uh, I think, you know, possibly pass one of the big three in the East and, you know, maybe finish as high as, as third in that division.
0: Okay. I like it. I mean, I like it. I'm, I'm on board with, with, Marlins, with team Marlins, you know, especially with Derek Jeter no longer involved, I think that's even better. So, you know, win-win there, and Khalil Watson's going to be a monster when he arrives. Mark it down. Mm-hmm. Mike,
2: ah, they were my pick too. Um, so John and I are on the same page with this one. So yeah, we we don't, you know, before the show, you know, kind of go through this. Like I'll, I'll kind of add to that. Like I, I know it's just spring training, but Jesus Lizardo looked so good.
0: Mm, yeah, he does. I mean, he has yeah, that. He does.
2: It's the thing about this this rotation. Like they they have four pitchers and. Yeah, I have some injury concerns about Pablo Lopez, but they, they've got four starting pitchers who, if all of them, you know, even come close to what their ceiling is, they, they've got a, a potential for a monster rotation. And I, I, John, interestingly, I'm not as quite as high on the offense as you are, but I think there's enough there that they can make it work. And I also think some of this is that the rest of that division. Yeah, between LOL Mets, and yes, I I say this as a Mets fan, like where, you know, things just tend to go sideways. Uh, The Phillies, whose, you know, offense is admirable for sure, but still have some holes on the pitching side, and even the bottom of the lineup have some questions. I think Atlanta, you know, Atlanta won, you know, won it all last year, but they're missing some players. You know, they're missing Soler, who's now with the Marlins, by the way, and, you know, they, they... you know added olsen which is great but he's not an upgrade on freeman it's it's more of a, a lateral a like for like yeah at best yeah so and when i say at best you know i'm, I'm saying at worst you're talking about a, a slight downgrade i'm not denigrating matt olsen um but but the point being is that yeah like the atlanta didn't really a lot of the players they had on that run or a few of the players they had are are gone so it if, I, I still picked like I, I went through all the visions. I just didn't do the exercise there, but I still picked Miami for fourth. But it's not di- it's not hard to see them kind of making the run and and making some noise and and getting into one of those wild card slots for sure.
0: Okay, so team most likely to overperform. I would like to make a a context note here for the record. I have been. Decently ill today. So Uh that may be affecting my thought process. But that said, I'm going to bite down, swallow hard, and pick the Rangers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. So Vegas has them at 72 wins on the over-under. I don't know how they win 78 games this year, but damn it, I think they're going to do it. I, 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 the pitching staff is really ugly right now. I grant you this. I grant you this, but I think John Gray will like the the change of scenery and not playing for just a dumpster fire of an organization. Uh, he plays for a slightly smaller dumpster fire of an organization. Or a dumpster least,
1: fire closer to sea level, at the very least.
0: Well, at minimum, I will say this: the baseball side has their shit together. Now we can talk about the business side all day long because it's that is a mess. But like the baseball side of things is is on the up and up but the the, the ballpark is is hitter neutral cole win is coming a couple of other pitchers are coming like i think they can find their if they're if they're close at the deadline i think they're going to use some of their depth to go find some pitching off teams that just aren't contending at the deadline even if it's not for this year but maybe for next year a longer term investment i they're nowhere going to be nearly as bad as they were last year. If they do, they're going to need a new manager to boot because he's on a one year deal, basically. I just I think the lineup's gonna be better than people think, especially now that Mitch Carver has arrived. Uh I, I think there's some very nice Nate Lowe, despite the fact that he's I probably can't say that without being possibly open to libel and or slander. Um, he is who he is. Um, Adoles I like Garcia. him. I like
2: him as a baseball player. I'll, I'll yes, leave
0: it there. yes, yes. It's much better than most people think as a baseball player. That's probably where we should leave it. Um, but they'll be, they'll probably be fine. Like, if the outfield works out, if Willie Calhoun starts to hit, that'll work out nicely. If Adoles Garcia can keep hitting home runs, that's a nice party trick. Um, we'll probably see Leo Taveras come back up after a few weeks, once they figure out that Cole Calhoun is definitely not it. Um, there's some, there's some pieces here. And again, I think if they get to the trade deadline and they see some value for next year, they'll use some of their depth because it is a depth system. And I also think their pitchers are going to be on a little bit of an accelerated track. Um, actually, can I say that name just yet? No, I can't say that name yet. Okay. But no, I think they're, I think they're going to be better than most people think. I don't think they're a playoff team by any means. I think they're going to be close to 500, but still fall short. And I think I, that's better than last year.
2: I I will say this about the the like about the Rangers. It's not so much a comment on them. I I don't. The AL West is one of those divisions. I think people are you know I, I ran through my spiel with the the Mariners. I think people are like kind of looking at them as more than they are. But even the Astros, I I don't see them as the powerhouse they were. No. And, and it's kind of one of those things. And particularly the offense. Like I I look at the the Astros offense and I'm like, well. It's certainly good. You know, Kyle, Kyle Tucker is a good, you know, and Alvarez are, are a great start, but they've got some players in that lineup where you're like, okay, like, like who's their center fielder, you know, catching offensively is a black hole. I, I, I know some people of Jeremy Pena, but we just don't really know what he is. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just that thing about that team. Like they're I think the S are good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think they're the inevitable team. They were, you know, at, at the height. Well, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And I, I, yeah, look at the their the strength of their lineup. It's, it's uh, players who um, have, you know, how, how shall we say like a, not the, the best health record. I mean, if we're talking Jordan Alvarez, and we're talking, right. um, you know, and the aging, right, Michael Brantley, Uri uh, Griel. It's just it's even you, Altuve. Yeah.
2: Altuve. Altuve is Altuve Bregman. This year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Bregman's yeah. not
1: old, but but he's had his his said two years, health-wise. Like two years
2: of injuries. So mm-hmm. we, I, I'm betting on Bregman a lot in fantasy. But you're you're right. Me we don't too. we don't know.
1: Yeah. No, I can see it. And any other thing about the A.L.S. is um, there's very clearly a worst team in that division now, and you know everyone gets to play that worst team, you know, 18 times. So, um, the fair. Yeah. That that has to to help um a bit yeah no i could see that i i you know as you pointed out samuel the 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 rotation is really the uh, it's hard to imagine a rotation where martin perez is like an anchor piece it's hard to imagine that
0: going anywhere it's not
1: great you maybe you get some post-type balanced out of spencer howard maybe dane dunning is league average he eats innings. Um, I still, I, I still, I, I
2: still like Dunning for what he is to to mm-hmm. that point. And yeah, I'm, I'm guessing Samuel Lighter's Le- not up this year. That's that's the next year thing, right?
0: If he's up this year, it means he's thrown like perfect games at Double A. I have yeah. to imagine like that's yes. what it would take. That's I think I win think is thought. win is this year, and Lighter is next year.
2: Yeah, I I would think Light. Le- yeah, to your point, like I know you're being hyperbolic, but yeah, Lighter probably put up like a one ERA or something ridiculous, where they're yeah, like, it'd oh, have okay. to be just like, insane. They'd have like, okay, we. We can't, you know, we have to, but yeah, I, I don't think that will
0: happen. It's very unlikely. Um, I, speaking I, I... of unlikely, <laughs> underdog team that makes a late run but will ultimately miss the playoffs, um, a very convoluted <laughs> title. Um, but I'm curious where everyone went with this.
1: John, well, where did
0: you go with this?
1: I went to the AL Central, and I have to say I I waffled between two teams, um, and ultimately picked the the Royals for this for this honor. Um, I just think they it's good vibes, good vibes with the team and pitching like so many young pitchers. A lot of them look like they're not going to be all that much, but you know, we don't know, we don't know about ASLAC yet. Um, Lynch seems to have like a live arm, you know, I, I don't know if singer and co are going to be anything, but like, it's just a, an army of young pitchers, um, a pretty interesting lineup and uh and I think they could be they could be fun. They could be interesting. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but they could they could uh do that late run.
0: All right, Mike. Where are we at?
2: Uh same division, different team. Uh I took the Tigers. Uh I I think they're, you know, sort of a similar like situation, good vibes. I mean, two rookies. I know Riley Green got hurt, but you know, two rookies I really like in, in Torkelson and Green. Um, they, I know some folks hate on, like, the Javi Baez signing, but, you know, I get it in terms of the swing and miss, but he's just one of those dynamic players. Like, I got to watch with the Mets for two months who, I think it, it's not even what he does, like, on the field. I think he changes the disposition of the team. I I think Miguel Cabrera, you know, I, I'm not talking about the baseball contributions. I think from the leadership perspective is going to matter there. Um, They do have a couple holes. You know, that's why I didn't pick them to, like, make the playoffs. But uh, I like the offense. And the other side of that there is that they do have better pitching than the Royals. I thought about the Royals, John, but the Mm -hmm. pitching kind of, like, turned me away. That's fair. This is a team where, like, Eduardo Rodriguez, like, um, decent year last year. Tariq Cabal, I know a lot of people, a lot of folks like him. I know the pitcher list folks love him. And even Casey Mize, who um, was not – was disappointing last year – it's that whole premise of, well, he's a 25 year old dude who could still take a step forward. So I don't like the bullpen. Um, you know, I, I will not. That's probably the one thing about the Tigers that's a big, you know, freaking alarm for me, but they could fix that. Like if they're close enough to the playoffs, I could see them making some trades and adding some pieces and upgrading. And yeah, I, so I, I see them potentially making that run. Don't think they'll make it, but I think they'll make it interesting.
0: So I am also in the American League, though not in the American League Central. And i I think this is going to be undercut by a comment you made recently, John. I have Oakland doing the, doing this, and wow, the the reason that why That is a wow.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't. I, no, no, I no. Mean, I I'm
1: all for the you know off the board, but I really want to hear your your case.
0: So. I fully admit this is probably the boldest of the choices that I've made so far. And it's mainly because I also do not believe the Astros are going to be that good this year, or at least not as good as they were. I don't know how the Angels are going to screw this up, but they're going to screw it up somehow. I don't really know exactly how. And obviously Texas, as we detailed, while they'll be better, they will not be good enough to be a playoff team. I believe this but there's just something about this stupid Oakland organization that just when you think that they're dead, just when you think that they're you know buried, that have they spent the off season trading their best players? You bet your buns. They have yet. You look at what they got back and they got good players back. They got Shane Langoliers back. Christian Pache could probably use a, a change of scenery with, with it being crowded in Atlanta. Like there's the the, the stuff they got from Toronto was pretty solid. It's, They've got more good players coming in, and I was talking to a, a scout about this. Every year, Oakland turns three random minor leaguers in their system into big league players. It's it's not of how many. It's you got to figure out which ones. I don't know which ones they're going to be in addition to the ones that are already going to be major leaguers. They've got this devil magic to them. I do not understand it. It kind of drives me crazy, but I've seen this movie before. Are they going to make the playoffs? No, they're not good enough. They're going to fall short in the places that matter, mainly pitching and offense, which is you know kind of most of baseball. But I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna be better than most people think. But I also think most people think they're going to be terrible, so that's not really a high bar to clear. Yeah. But I think when when those prospects come up, they're going to be better than most people anticipate. And we're going to be doing this again in like three years, where they're trading like Pache and Langeliers and some of these other dudes. Because their window is allegedly closed, like we're gonna be doing all of this all over again, but I think for this next like two to four years, and then maybe even next year they're gonna they're gonna miss and they're gonna fade late, but I think we could see them perform way above what we think they will and and you won't understand it. It will make no sense
1: uh, yeah i I take your point about the. You know, the way that they develop players and the fact that they get a lot out of players who don't seem like they're, you know, um, surefire prospects. Um, yeah, I, I I I like that you brought it up. I don't you know, I don't agree for this year, but I think it's good to step back from the law A's that, you know, that we've been seeing after all their trades and to say, well, you know, look, yes, they're doing this for bad reasons and it looks shitty um but at least they're getting players back at least they're getting talent back so yeah i mean i appreciate that i i i'm glad you i'm glad you brought them up and forced us to consider them seriously for
0: two minutes Yes, you have now remembered Oakland. That is what we've done here. <laughs> we're remembering remember some, some teams. teams, as opposed to <laughs> yes, we're, we're, it's guys. a new innovation on an old. Well, class because
2: we, we won't really remember these guys because they're they're all pretty obscure.
0: No, but I'm certainly <laughs> glad you mentioned that because next up on the category, and I am really curious to see where everyone took these next two. Yes,
2: you're like a radio professional. With <laughs> yeah, this. you are so you are so good at this. It's
0: almost like I do it for a living or something. Yeah, really. Um, the player nobody currently knows now, but will know by season's end. I don't really know where I came up with this idea, but I was it. It sounded good in my head, and i feel like, "John and Mike are smart baseball people; they'll come up with something interesting for this." So, with that said, John, did you come up with something interesting for this? Well, I think so.
1: The thunder has been partially stolen, but I, I said MJ Melendez. Okay, keep with my royal scene sorry, because.
2: Sorry, dude. <laughs> no, that's
1: that's okay. I mean, it's nice that we uh, we're on the same page. Yeah, I, I just think the bat is kind of crazy. Um, there's just a ton of power in there, and I. It it probably means that he's DHing, and you know he, he's if if he comes up, if and when he comes up, obviously there's another catcher in Kansas City. I don't know if you've heard of him. I guess he's pretty good. Uh, I think well, he's, he's good at one thing. I think he's got the job. Well, yeah, I mean, but that yes, he's very good at that one thing. Um, so Melendez probably doesn't get too much time behind the dish, but if th- there's going to come a point where they need to he he's going to have exhausted anything he can do at AAA, and they're going to need him on the team yeah and i think he can hit home runs in bursts and be kind of a midsummer sensation so that's why i chose him
0: okay mike
2: so i am going with someone older uh who you know was was on the scrap heap for years and and now like bounced back last year and half a season uh, and I think this year's is kind of being written off as, as a half season and done. And that's Rafael Ortega. Um, hmm. I, I'm not saying he's to be a superstar, uh, but I think he's going to build on what he did last year, uh, be a solid player, like maybe be like a two and a half, three, one outfielder. And I think people will take notice of him. And I think he's going to have one of those careers where he sticks around for, you know, I'd say, you know, given his age, he'll be 31 in May. Like, you know, they're four or five years. And it's just solid. as a guy that people look like. I'm like, hey, like I didn't, you know, realize that, you know, he was this good. Um, 360 on base last year, and about 300 plate appearances, which I think matters. Uh, like when I look for players like this, whether it's like fantasy, or real life, like that's one of the first things I look at. Which is, I don't care what your average is. Like, you know, are you, are you walking? Are you getting on base? Are you doing those things? And he is. So yeah, I, he he's kind of my. I think by the end of this year, people are going to like know that name and be like, "Wow! Like I, I didn't realize he was as good as
0: he is." See, I like it. That's the spirit of the award. You both understand exactly what we're looking for here, just in very different ways. Um, so, my pick for this is also as a prospect, and it's Colton Cowser in the Oriole system. And this is oh. one that it, if you know prospects, you I, well, know took this him, guy. I
2: took him in a very deep draft that I I did for the ESPN fantasy uh, focus folks uh, earlier this week. Yeah,
0: yeah, so this is this is a first-round pick from last year, same Houston State. And it's one of those where you, you first see it, and you're like, what are they doing? And then you get down to, like, what they're actually doing. And it's, hey, we're going to take the best hitter on the board. We don't care where he's from. Mm. Like, it's small conference, all that, blah, 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 blah. Like, the dude can hit, and he can hit really well. And one of the things that, like, with all these prospects getting promoted with, you know, guys like C.J. Abrams coming up, Torkelson coming up, Rodriguez coming up, and, and there's going to be some more, I'm sure, um, that's going to force some movement in the top 100 list, the top 300 list. And a guy like Cowser, who's in—by the way, the whole Baltimore system is just full of really great prospects from, like, 1 to 10— it's a really good system with Adley Rutschman at the top, another guy that might get promoted and clear some way for a guy like Kowser. But we're seeing that Baltimore has a plan and their plan is guys like him. They're guys like Kobe Mayo. There's, there's, you know, obviously we talked about Grayson Rodriguez earlier. DL Hall is in that system. They know what they want and they're just going to get it. And they don't care what you think of it, but they're getting really good baseball players and Kowser, I think could really emerge once Rutschman graduates, which it looks like it's going to be this is the year, and and we see some of the other guys kind of settle, I think he's the big riser. And when it comes to like a potential number one prospect in their system, and like one of the next big outfielders, I think that's the guy to know. I think that's the pick to click. And if you if you're looking if you're playing fantasy specifically, you should probably know who that is because if you don't have him now, it might be too late.
2: Yeah, I like but- it. That's a good pick.
0: All right. All right. Now we go to what are we at? Oh, oh, yeah. Team most likely to do something during the season that will make baseball Twitter hate them. Uh, uh. I felt like this was just too uh, fun to pass up. I'm curious where we I all going with I took it in a team? very
1: not fun direction because it was the first thing I thought of. I wonder um, if we
2: thought of the same thing, John. I'm we, we very
1: likely. I don't know, but uh, I said the Dodgers. Um, yep, yep. because when that. when the when the flames died down a little bit, they they quote unquote quietly, uh, you know, the the administrative leave is ended, and suddenly Trevor Bowers is, is pitching again, uh, and the we, Dodgers. We thought
2: we thought of the same exact team. <laughs> shocking! Himself. It's shocking yeah. that wow. Yeah, how did
1: we come up with that? <laughs> I had no idea. No idea. Yeah given who we are
2: and everything we've talked about for the last couple of years. Although the thing about this is that like from what I've heard from various different places, and this is not inside information, obviously it's just, you know, reading about it. There's a chance that MLB might like take the rules that exist as far as that goes. And he might never like pitch again. Yeah. Yeah. At least not MLB. I, I could see that. And I could equally see that not happening so oh. um well i think if it does happen there there's going to be money right like i i don't think mlb will Major League baseball will say oh you, no. you know we'll never pitch again and we're you know cutting your funding i think there'll be some sort of settlement where it's like yeah we want you to go away we have cause to make you go away based on you know how this agreement's worded you know here's x amounts go away
0: mm-hmm. yeah um i Dodgers, sorry, Dodgers. sorry, this
2: was not fun, Samuel. I know you. Well, just,
0: no, no, no. I mean, look, it was probably not going to be fun. Um, I did not pick the Dodgers, partially because I was pretty sure one of you would pick them. I didn't expect both of you to, but I, I guess I maybe was where, a little naive. That's where
2: our minds went, unfortunately.
0: It's more than fair, unfortunately. Um, I took the Astros just because it's still the Astros, and despite the turnover in the front office, there's still a lot of those core dudes yeah, that's fair. that like They're... just aggravate people. And I don't know what they're going to do. They can't cheat anymore. I mean, I'm not that aware of the new pitch comm stuff, so they'll have to find something new to do to aggravate people. But they just seem like a very annoying squad in general, both in the front office and on the field. I'm personally glad Carlos Correa is not there anymore because we can find out if he's actually annoying or if he uses just by association. I don't really know.
2: So, you know, my my runner-up here for the Dodgers and for, like, a more... Well, typical baseball, but also like non baseball reason will be Atlanta. Um, And and it's sort of that whole thing. Like, so we saw this with the Cubs, like after they won the World Series, like they, and we saw it with the Red Sox too, like years ago. They kind of went from lovable to obnoxious, like really fast. Very quickly. And I could see that with Atlanta. Like, I could see them getting off to a hot start. I mean, we already saw, I know he's not with the team anymore, but we already saw like the Freddie Freeman. Quote tonight, you know what I'm talking about where yeah you know, oh yeah well, yeah yes. so you know and the whole oh yeah yeah I I police you know Ronald Acuna Jr. is like yeah dude that's that's not cool at all and I I could just see if they get off to a fast start and you know the the team you know the chops are going and and the fan base is still doing what they do people just being over it really fast like when you add winning to the equation it, it just it gets old so yeah they're they're probably the other they're probably the backup
0: it is worth noting um on the broadcast tonight uh the chop was still very prominently featured i don't know why yeah. espn didn't shoot around it uh, it's a, they never I mean, do I know, they i, they, they, I, I know why, say never
2: but, they seldom do
0: but like they had very obvious choices to not do it and they instead i know didn't and it's i know why it's just really annoying and it's kind of hard to tell if the stadium is encouraging it like they used to. Uh, I wasn't paying as close of attention as I probably should have.
2: Well, I mean, if they're pumping in music, they probably are.
0: More than likely. And,
2: and I, I have to think, like, it just seems like something that's hard to do without the music. Like, I, I know it's like anything else, right, Samuel? Like, when you're at the game, like, you, you can start a let's go you know, Rangers, let's go Mets chant, whatever. But without the music coming in, like unless you've got a completely packed house and like a playoff atmosphere, it's really difficult to to pull that off.
0: Also, every person still doing the chop is looks exactly like they you think they do. Uh-huh. Like there's even there's even like it's like an MLB of the show model of who would look like it. Like it's not even <laughs> it's not even really original. It's not even really shocking. It's just like, yeah, no, that person that person, right. the and there was sometimes there was like only one person in the section. I'm like, no, 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 that works. That makes total sense. I know exactly. Like, if you
1: it. if you brought this into like a you know product demo meeting, they'd be like, yeah, it's a little too on the nose. All those yeah, like you, pasty
0: can, white dudes. <laughs> doing the shot. Yeah, can you change it up a little bit? Can you put them in like a it's different like, fl- quarter zip? Like, it's like, the, it's it's like the,
2: the the Twitter meme and the the row of fans, and they're all white and they're leaning over. Yes. And you're yeah, like, it's it's whoa. very much.
0: Yeah, it's like that. Uh, very much. Yes. Um, all right, to our last defined award here. The tw- I'm not sure these are really awards. This is an award. It's the 2022 Kelnick Award, or a prospect that would be called a bust after being called up within two weeks of middling results. Um, of course, named after Jared Kelnick, who had this happen to him last year. Uh, w- this is kind of like Rookie of the Year, I guess, but like a less fun version of Rookie of the Year.
2: Rookie of the Year in reverse. Sort of, an except like... Day.
0: It's so, it's a little it's a little weird, it's, but I, it's
2: basically everyone's
1: breakout candidate for 2023 in fantasy. Essentially, yes, it works
0: out that way. Uh,
1: yeah, I feel like mine's very obvious, but I said O'Neill Cruz. Um, I just think you know there's a lot of potential for him to not um, immediately come in and fulfill potential, and um, then you know because of all the hype in in uh, spring training, you will see. Uh, Folks suddenly think that, oh, no, maybe he's maybe he's a bust. That's all I got.
2: I I made the same pick. uh, And in this case, it was because um, it it follows the the Kelnick path, right? Where I think there was an expectation. Well, there's probably even less than an expectation with Kelnick, but there's an expectation Cruz might make the team. He didn't. There's a lot of bad feelings. It's not difficult to envision a scenario where Cruz comes up in a month, and there's still some of that resentment and some of that those bad vibes, and he struggles as a result. I mean, honestly, there, there's some questions about Cruz to me in the short term, and that he's got that profile where he's got the, he's the big dude, he's got the big strike zone, he, he's got some ability to expose him in terms because of his size mm-hmm. of major league pitching. I could see. I think he'll succeed long term, but I, I could see that scenario where he's a bust, and he's someone people are very much—if he struggles, are going to take that victory lap on. There's going to be that annoying "I told you so." So yeah, he fits your model here, Samuel, of you know two weeks in a bust. I, I don't agree with it. I think people will do it.
0: So my pick here is another top prospect, but it's in the American League. I think we this could easily go to Spencer Torkelson as well. Um, I think that's a bad heavy profile. Obviously, a corner infield profile, and if that goes sideways on a bad Detroit team, you know the thing that may save him is I'm not sure how many people are paying attention to Detroit right now. So, like, you know, but then again, who's paying attention to Pittsburgh right now either? That's kind of a weird, you know, catch twenty two. But I think Torkelson, by virtue of the fact that like he's not, like I don't associate him with defense, even if he is a good defensive player. Like we associate him with hitting first, like that's the thing we think of, and that was kind of the thing with Kelnick too. Like he w- he is a quality defender, but the bat was what brought him to the dance, and the same thing here with Torkelson. I could easily see him taking some time to adjust to major league hitting, and it kind of everyone going, oh, what's this guy? He's just a, and he's a tiger too. So like, their track record of recent success is not very high. That probably works against him, which is another thing that probably works against O'Neill Cruz too. That the Pirates have been dreadful as of late. But yeah, I think I think Torkelson is very much a candidate for this award.
1: I like that. I you know the thing about Torkelson is, and I think I think this was on. Um, um I think this was Derek and Eno talking about him on Rates and Barrels. I could be wrong. There were, I've listened to a few more podcasts than, than normal in the past couple of weeks, but um, he's not really a pull hitter. Um, he hits tall fields. And, you know, I think long term, that's probably good for him as a hitter. But um, they were comping him to to Andrew Vaughn and, and his his sort of profile when he came up like he, you know, Andrew Vaughn has done OK, but it's been a little underwhelming if you were expecting. I mean, he's been jerked around as far as playing time, but he's profiling as someone who's more of like a 20 home run guy than a 30 to 35 home run guy. And I think Torkelson could end up being that hitter who's good, but not great, or at least doesn't put up um, power numbers that, that, you know, open your eyes. So I worry less about him being a bust than I do about him just being disappointing. Relative to the perception of being a number one overall pick,
2: yeah, I, I see him. I, it's not difficult to see him not being disappointing long term, but out of the gate, like and if you look at all the projection models, it kind of tracks like you know, twenty home runs, maybe a little lower, you know, two forty average, and yeah, the the walk rate's good, but that's the kind of thing where if that's what he does, I think relative to what some people are expecting. They're going to look at this year and, and go, "What the heck?" And to to the point of your prompt, Samuel, like if he's if he starts out like a Vaughn trajectory, people are going to label him a bust, and it won't be fair. I, I see Torque as more of a guy like a as like in year three or year four breaking out, and then becoming that power hitter. Where I mean, hell, that that's really what happened with Vlad Junior. Like it, yeah. he didn't, and and Vlad, you know, Vlad's a much was a much better prospect. I I think that it's just the emphasis of how hard this game is and and we kind of forget it. And, you know, we, we've been, we were gushing about, you know, wit and, and, and J rod. I think torque more fits that model of he's probably going to be okay early. And maybe he'll be a little less than okay in terms of the average major leaguer, not the average rookie. And I think the three of us having knowledge we have, that's fine. But again, to your prompt, from a perception standpoint, that's probably going to make people think bust, bust, bust.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that's and that's kind of the thing too. It's all about perception. It's not about what we know as reality. I think we all expect Jared Kalnick to have a very good year this year, or at least not have what he did at the end of the year last year be his, his I, ceiling. I
2: really, I really hope so. Yeah,
1: yeah. he was he was good. At, he was having a he was turning it around at the end of last year. But you know, the season stats had already tanked so much that you couldn't really tell that um uh, from the overall stats.
0: Yeah. It's when you dig yourself a hole, climbing up is a lot. You know, nobody recognizes the climb when you're so far down. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. So as far that's all I have for listed categories here, but do we have anything else we want to end with? If there's any just extraneous thoughts you have in your oblongata?
1: I mean, I had one that we don't have to spend much time on, but there's this perception that the Dodgers have, you know, one of the greatest teams ever assembled. And I think when you look at their batting order, um, one to nine, you can make that case. But man, the more I look, like, I do not see the Dodgers as a terribly deep team. And when you look at their bench pieces, when you look at how uh, scary Cody Bellinger is right now, and we don't know if Gavin Lux, we don't know where he is and what he's going to do. And then you look at the rotation and you get to the back end of that rotation, and you know, sure, beyond um Bueller and Urias, you've got Kershaw. How many innings is he going to give you? Then you've got what, you know, Gonsal and Heaney, Tyler Anderson. Of course, you know, they have a deep system, and some of those they could probably promote some players they can certainly trade for whatever they want but like i don't think anyone's really talking about the depth for the yeah. dodgers
2: that's an as an issue well, and
1: i think it's an issue
2: well e- even there like i i don't think their system is as deep mm-hmm. like as it's been like there for sure there was a time where like that was what was so impressive about the dodgers was the combination of like the depth, like, or, you know, the talent of the majors and the depth on the farm. And now I think you're right. Like, I I don't want to go too far with this. Like they're, they're still, I still think they're the class of the national league. I do agree with you, John. I don't think they're so far ahead of everybody else. Like you're right. Some people kind of talk about them like they're inevitable. And we've seen this before. Like we saw this with the Astros at the end of their run. We saw this with the Phillies. If you go back a decade, at the end of their run, I, I I think people often, and with the Dodgers, it's complicated because they've been so good now for so long that I, I I think analysts see them and and will say, oh, it's impossible. Like there there's no way. Like they're too big to fail, right? Like they're or too mm-hmm. good to fail. Like they they can't possibly fail. They're they're probably the Yankees at the end of their run. You know, fifteen years. I say that a run, but you know, the end of their their dominant run, fifteen years ago where everyone thought, oh, the Yanks would be good forever. And it's like, mm, that, that's where the Dodgers are now. They, they could be really good for the two or three years. It could also start to fall off for them this year in a way that they, you know, make the wild card, you know, win 87 games. I just wouldn't be surprised. I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Like, I, I don't think we should be surprised by that if it happens, uh, but that's just the way analysis works. Like, I always think back to the Phillies from a decade ago. Like, I don't know if you remember, John. Like, everyone was like, oh, mm-hmm. how, how could the Phillies ever be bad? You know, they've got Halliday, they've got Lee, they've got Utley. You know, you could rattle off all the names. It's like, well, shit changes, dude. Like, it, it just, it, it changes fast.
0: That's going to do it for this week's episode of It's a Baseball Podcast. Again, we greatly appreciate you sticking with us and joining us for this episode as we get ready for the MLB season to get crack a lacking. Again, if you want to check out the back catalog of It's a Baseball Podcast, check out podcast.com. You can find us there. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Stitcher. Wherever they make podcasts these days, you can pretty much find us. If you want to find us specifically on the social media, you can. Mike is at Mike Gianella on Twitter. John is at John Hegland. I am at the Samuel Hale. If you want to get into a comment that's a little bit longer than 280 characters, you certainly can. It's a baseball podcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, reviews, sponsorship opportunities, guest opportunities, all those things we take at that email address. Again, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We will be back in your ears with episode 9 real soon.